Thanks for listening to the Gateway Live podcast, a collection of recent sermons, teaching, and inspirational content brought to you by Gateway Church of Upstate New York. Visit our website at gatewaylive.org for more information. Now, here's today's message. Love the family of God. We get together, and I say this again, just a recap of last week. There is a huge difference between loving pleasure and loving God. Okay? The lovers of pleasure, and there are those sitting here today that your pursuit is pleasure, but I'm here to tell you pleasure does not bring lasting joy. And the uh, uh, substance of every relationship that is viable and lasting is shared joy. We share joy together. We share joy as a family. We share joy as a church. You know, in in, uh, the shared joy of our lives, what binds us together? We're talking the other day, my brother and I, and and, um, uh, he said, well, we don't have anything in common outside of Christ, which isn't true, but, uh, you know, there, there's a lot we have in common. But the idea of what binds us together as brothers and sisters is the love of God in our lives and that joyful relationship with Jesus, okay? If all it is, and we we're talking about the other day, if our rejoicing and shouting is selfish, that's just you're seeking pleasure in, in, in a church service, you know what? You're, you're not going to stick around long. It's deeper than that. There is a shared joy that, that binds us together as an assembly and as the body of Christ as, whole, as a whole. And that shared joy is that relationship. Here, here's what it says in Hebrews chapter 2. And I, I'm so thankful for Casey doing this on the fly. I've, I've been studying while we were singing, uh, getting ready for the message, shooting her text with, uh, and she's right on. It says, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2 says, Keeping our eyes on Jesus, the source and perfecter of our faith. That is the, the issue of our lives, is keeping our eyes on Jesus. Because there's so many other things that will draw us from him. Keeping our eyes on Jesus, the source, he is the source and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that lay before him endured a cross, despised this shame, and is sat down at the right hand of the God's throne. Now this is a, uh, a recap of last week, but I don't think you listened to me last week, so I'm giving it to you again. Uh for the joy that was set before him, there was a, some endurance that he had to uh, uh, go through. He, he suffered terribly, but he did that for joy. And the joy that was set before him is the relationship that's potential between you and him. You, 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 if you don't take this personal, you're wrong. It's like, well, the joy was set before him was to save the world. The world is made up of individuals like me and you. The joy that was set before him is you, and then us collectively. So much so, it says this in Luke chapter 5 and verse 7. He says, I tell you in the same way there will be more joy in heaven over how many? One. And and you can read the rest of that chapter, but the idea, Jesus said, listen, I'm going to tell you what happens when a sinner repents, there is a celebration that takes place. And here it's like, well, okay, finally got over that. I hope they really mean it. You know, we, we question, but I'm telling you in a heavenly place, you talk about joy. 
The, the Bible says the angels in heaven rejoice. Why? Because I, I'm convinced what God did by robing himself in flesh and, and sacrificing his life, dying for every one of us, he did that without ever knowing any one of us. Well, you know, he may have known all things. But he didn't have any guarantee that you were going to accept the sacrifice. Right? He's willing to do it anyway. And man, every time somebody... Uh, repents and turns towards God. There is an angelic host that's like, wow! I, I don't know if you really believe that, but I do. Because, and I think it's a reflection of the joy of our Heavenly Father over somebody coming and accepting the sacrifice that He made and coming in relationship with Him. There's so many of us you do not, you will not bond with the body of Christ because you have an idea that it's, it's a bunch of rules and regulations. It's do's and don'ts in Christianity. But what it really is, is a joyful relationship. I have a joyful relationship with my kids. I have a joyful relationship with a four-year-old back there. That I'm telling you, he can command me. And I'm, if I can do it, I'll do it if it's good for him. If it's not good for him, it's not happening. Bob, Bob, can I drive your truck? No. <laughs> not now. And, and some of you, do, you don't understand the joyful, and I use that as an example that I'm living today, the idea of God's love and care and concern for you joyfully. I, he does not look at you with, with anger and angst. He looks at you with pure joy. And, and if, you, if you don't, if, you, if, if you're not looking to Jesus, if you're not looking at that, you're reflecting something that is totally different. And what he wants you to do is reflect. As you look, look at him. If you're looking at him, you're, you're going you're gonna to see joy. And it's like, whoa. And it's going to knock you over. It, it should absolutely be that that you reflect and respond to. So let me, um, there's a lot here. So listen fast. It says in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse number 13. I love this. I've preached this before, but there's new people here. I want you to hear it again. And I want you guys to say amen like it's the first time you've heard it. Okay. Amen. All right, good. said, now these three remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. Again, Paul writing to the Corinthian church, one of the great chapters, and they're all great, but the love chapter, uh, defining it and, and, and declaring it. Uh, but he gets to the end of that chapter. He said, there's three things that remain, faith, hope, and love. And, and if you can, there's simplicity in a life that's an overcoming life. We can complicate it with, with all kinds of things, but when you just get it down to the bare essentials of what it takes to, to uh, um, be in Christ and live that life of salvation, spiritual wholeness, it's, it's, it's these, these three things remain. Without faith, it's impossible to please God, right? But the idea of having faith and not having hope, it's like, What? If you say you have faith today, there ought to be substance to that. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. There's, there's evidence of it. 
And the, and the idea of faith produces, I say it's a progression. I came into a place of faith, and I had no hope until I had faith. But once I embraced faith in the goodness of God and began that joyful relationship, what absolutely blossomed in my life is hope. You heard a man read something today, yeah, not everything's going right, but there's hope. You know, different ones that are suffering different things in our lives. Yeah, man, days are tough and you wonder what's going to happen, but we have hope. That's what's got to remain in our lives. Despair is not in there. Right? Freaking out is not one of the three things that should remain in our life. It's faith. I'm talking about the body of Christ. I'm talking about those that have a relationship. Okay? And the, the substance and, and what draws us together is joyful, shared joy, joyful experience. If you don't have shared joy with Christ, I love you. You're either going to get it or you're not going to stick around. That's just... and. You, you can blame the church, you can blame the coffee, you can blame Megan, I don't care. <laughs> you know, we got all kinds of people that, oh, it's this one, it's that one, it's the preacher, it's, oh, I don't like that, I don't like, the music's too loud, it's too soft, they're not, they're not moving enough, they're moving too much. Give me a break. You have a joyful relationship with Jesus? And man, you can put up with a lot of stuff. Right? Man, I, I, I'm sorry, it's just my experience. Have everybody home. Awesome! But with everybody home, there's five dogs. <laughs> not awesome! But you know what? Even the not awesome is joyful because everybody's around us. Like if, you, if I focused on the five dogs... Be like, what? But that's just part of the overall joy of being together. We all bring our mutts together, and it's like, ah. Oh. And, and so the overall joy of us being together, it's not perfect. It'll never be. Go look for perfection. See if you can find it. It doesn't exist. But when you are in joyful relationship, there can be imperfection all around us, and we're still going to have a good time. Hank can come and slather me in snot and drool. Like, yeah, okay. Oh, God, I got too many stories. I got to stop. But I just, it's just the idea that joyful uh, uh, experience, that shared joy is absolutely the essence of any relationship. Some of you, you show up here sporadically because you, you, you haven't shared in the joy of Christ with us. Come on, we're family. We get together once in a while. And so much more as we see that day approaching. Why? Because there's not any joy out there. The joy comes from looking at Christ. The author and finisher, perfecter of our faith. He becomes the focus of our life more and more. It ought not be our joy is diminished one iota by what's happening around us. And I'm not saying that yelling at it. I'm just saying what, man, I'm telling you what, he's bit, he's good enough. So, uh, which one did I read? Okay, here, here's, here, here's what Nehemiah uh, 
said in Nehemiah 8, chapter 10, it says, Then he said to them, Go eat. Uh, go and eat what is rich, drink what is sweet, and send portions to those who have nothing since today is holy to the Lord. Do not grieve because the joy of the Lord is uh, your stronghold. Another script uh, version says the joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. There is strength comes. I mean, I'm telling you, the enemy of your soul, all that's going on, that'll zap you. It'll cause anxiety, fear, all of those things. But you, if you're beholding him, if you're looking to him, if you're reflecting the joyful relationship that he has for you, all there is is strength. All there is is that, that uh, uh, spiritual life that, that wells up inside of you and overflows to others. Why? Because his joy ought to be your joy. I, I, man, oh man, I, I just, you know, why? She said, somebody was, oh, uh, 32 years been pastoring here. 32 years we've had uh, uh, harvest parties. 28 of those years, I've won the chili contest. Or something like that. A few of the, I don't know. But anyway, I, I may be off a few years. <laughs> but the, the idea of, of uh, ups and downs and, and you know, uh, highs and lows and betrayals and all that happens in life. I, you know, on the way here, I said, man, I miss B. Just thinking of people who've gone on, and, and just different times. I'm like, oh boy, I, you know, the, the experiences of our life. You look back at them, and, and they're joyful. Uh, it, it's what you remember most. But but uh, sometimes you know, there's been dark days in your life and my life, and uh, collectively in our lives as a church. And you say, well, why do you keep going? Because the potential is that you're going to come in here and you're going to look at Jesus for the first time and that joy is going to come on you and it's going to be like, I get to share in that. That, that just, there is no better, it, the joy of the Lord, I have that relationship too. But when I see it shared with others, that just trips my trigger. It really does. I'm not even trying to make it up. I just love it when somebody sees what he's done. And, and embraces what he's done. And it's like, man, here we are 30-some years later, and we're still here. Somebody's coming in in need, and bam, look at We were here for them. And that, it's like, how long do you want to go on until he takes me home? You know, I want to be that uh, uh, expression. And so here's, here's what, here's what I got to say. This is really the whole point. 2 Corinthians 2, 14 and 15. But thanks be to God who always puts us on display in Christ and through us spreads the aroma of the knowledge of him in every place. For to God we are the fragrance of Christ among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. All right? We are the fragrance of Christ to those who are being saved and to those who are perishing, right? So, I'm going to read it again. Thanks be to God who always puts us on display in Christ and through us. All right, so he puts, are you on display? You are? 
right. You know what? I got a pet peeve. I just, just, you know the uh, lawn displays, the blow-up things? Okay, they're out there today, whatever, pumpkins and spiders and witches and gobbledygook and, you know, and uh, uh, so, and, and it'll go from that to turkeys and uh, I don't know what else. Um, then it'll go from that to Santa Claus and Rudolph and, you know, and, and there are times those displays really look cool when you're going by, but there's other times after a storm, <laughs> all you see is a button nose and a patch of brown. Right, so a pet peeve of mine, it's like, dude, if you're going to put up a display, man, you know, you go by the same house and a week later it's still crashed. It's like, take it down. Here, you're not helping yourself out in the neighborhood. If there was an HOA, I'd call. But the idea of some of these displays, they're just, you know, uh, they're ridiculous because if you don't have the pump, if they're not pumped up, they're just flat, Right? And so, the, my question is, if you were a yard display for Jesus, I told you I was going to talk to you today. If you were a yard display for Jesus, what exactly would you look like to the neighborhood? Huh? You know, I could say, hey, man, let's close right there, and you'd, you'd have enough to think about for a week. But the idea, some of you, bless your heart, I love you, and I'm not, it's not a judgment. It's like, get your act together. That's what this is. All right? The idea that, you know, you're on full display when everything, you're getting, you know, all the pumps running, whatever the world's feeding you, you're all puffed up and like, woo! But let a storm come. And, 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 and let the electricity be shut off. And pretty soon you look like one of those things, you're all just washed out and it's all wrinkled and you don't even know. There is very, really no form at all. You can't even tell what it is, just patches of color in the lawn that looks ridiculous. Now, I love you. You know this. Right? But you don't have to live like that. You don't have to go from, from uh, you know, whatever, going right is the time you're, you're blown up. Now you're in a good mood, and I'm, you know, now I'm happy, and it, you, or whatever. I'm telling you, the joy of the Lord being your strength, the one thing about him, when you're looking to him, you're not, there's no other source to pump you up. There shouldn't be another source. And I realize, man, there's some rough things that go on in our lives and some harsh realities that come and, and children that break our heart and whatever you're suffering, you know, an unsafe spouse, uh, unsaved spouse or, or job problems, financial problems, all of those things. But at the end of the day, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He never changes. He's constant in our lives. It's continual power. It's continual poof. You don't have to be deflated by the world if you are up and down and in and out of, of, of that display mode. You're, you're not looking in the right place. You're, you know, I've, I have had the craziest summer of my life. Just things happen and, and, and pressure and all that. But, you know, well, how, do you, how do you just stay? This is not an act. I'm not. Come on. You guys have known me for 30-some years. 
This is not something I've got to put this on because I'm here. This is who I am. Why? What do you think it ought to look like? Man, I am excited today about what Jesus has done for me. I genuinely am excited. I'm living with the expectation of God's goodness. So the display, all right, so I know, now I've talked long enough, I know where I was going now. Ned sent me a, a, a link I, I don't know why he's watching other preachers, but he was. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but he said, hey, you got to look at this. And I did, and it fit. So it, it was a God thing. Uh, it was uh, Bill uh, Johnson. Great, great. If you, if you ever want to look at his stuff, it's just edifying, spiritually alive stuff. I, I don't agree with everything, but I don't agree with everything I say. So it doesn't matter. Um, but the idea of living in the moment of your life when things are not well. Anybody living in a moment that all is not well? Right? And, and so, well, how can you stay inflated if we're supposed to be on display for Christ? Do you realize you never know when somebody's looking at you? you if you... If you get all pumped up just to come into church here, that ain't right. It's just not right. I'm, I mean, yeah, you should put on your public face and come in and be kind and don't be a jerk, all that kind of stuff. But, but if, that's, if that's the only time you do it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put on Christianity for like an hour and a half, and then I'm going to go be miserable. It's not re- That's not real. Just, I'm telling you, that's not real. That may be religion, but it's not, it's not the joy that Jesus has. Man, he went to great lengths so that he could have a joyful relationship with you. And for you not to embrace that and, 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 and understand by faith all that he did and then come to the, the three things that remain, that faith produces hope in our life. And hope, the Bible says we're saved by hope. So if today or last week or last month or when tragedy strikes and, and you know, I'm, I'm dealing with um, uh, my mom's, you know, being so sick and all of that stuff. And, oh, if you looked at the moment, then you would be all deflated. Well, I can't look at the moment. I got to look at what Jesus is doing. So, so here's what uh, the preacher said out there in Reading. Uh, the idea of hope. You know, hope for some of you is when you buy a scratch-off ticket and hope you make 20 bucks. Hope for some of you, you know, you, you, the lottery gets to a billion dollars and, and you buy it, you, you spend a dollar to buy one because like 400 million isn't enough for you. But the idea is, oh, I don't do that. Yeah, you don't lie to me. <laughs> I am against that. Unless you win, then you tithe. no. That's a bad joke. I, 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 to me, it's a tax on the poor. I think it's ridiculous. But, but anyway, but some of you, you're, you're, you've, you're hoping like you're gambling. You know, man, I hope this comes out. I hope I, hope I win on this one. I hope I get that one. And, and that's not hope. They, but that's where most people in their Christianity live. They, they live with that. Well, man, sometimes it comes through and sometimes it doesn't. 
But hope, literally the definition as defined there in that message, it says is the joyful anticipation of good. Hope is the joyful anticipation of good. And so, if my hope is in Christ, here we are, you know, I remember when Joe Kuba had black hair. Many moons ago. And I lived a lot of those moons with him. The idea on our lives and and the journey of our life and the season of our life, you know, we think, well, man, the the better days are ahead. But hope says, oh, no, there's a joyful anticipation of what's next. I'm not, you know, okay, I'm, you know, I was, you know, all excited about life when I was 23 and, you know, young and all of that stuff. I'm telling you what, the anticipation of what God is wanting to do in our lives right now is as much as it's ever been for me. The hope, I am convinced the best is yet to come. And I am convinced the aging process that some of you so reject is, is, is to get us into a place where we let everything else go and our hope is in Him alone. It's certainly not in my physique anymore. Or my strength. Or, or you know, how sharp I used to be. Now I set my glasses down <laughs> Or something down. It's like, what did I just do with them? I just had them. Can I get an amen from anybody? It's like, why? It's not you. It's us. It's humanity. If you're not there, you will be. It's like, oh, my goodness. But the idea, the idea, and if you can laugh about it and even be joyful in it and realize, listen, my hope is not based in this world Yes, there can be joyful relationships and all, all that, but boy, my hope is in Jesus. It really is. And, and what I do know is, is I go from season to season until all my strength is gone, and yet there is the greatest hope of my life before me. The reality that I am going to stand before him. That's not a wish that's not, man, I hope I make it. I am convinced uh, that there, that joyful expectation is in my life. And so what I do when things are not going well, I am going to take a loan out on the joyful expectation of my life, knowing that it's real. And I'm going to have joy because of hope. Some of you, you're just, you're holding your the joy hostage to situations in your life that you let deflate you. And I'm here to tell you, you can plug into hope and you're always going to be blown up. He'll just be, you'll be on display. People are going to say, what? Why, why, you know, you should be a mess. You should be a wreck. What's going on? Man, I have a joyful expectation of good. Why? Because he... The joyful relationship that I have, that I have, faith produces hope. Faith produces hope. So if you have no hope today, you need to check your faith. You may be down a quarter too. You may, you may, you may, you know, you cannot have your faith in the preacher. You can't have your faith in your spouse. And, and I, I, you understand what I'm saying. I, I love you know, the relationships we, we have with one another, but you do not, you are not the source of my joy. 
I, I acknowledge you're not the source of my joy. There, that's, therefore, I can be on display to, to who? To the believer and the unbeliever is what the Scripture says. Let me see if I can get there again. It says here that we are on, uh, we're the fragrance of Christ among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. We ought to smell the same. To those that are being saved, we ought to, we ought to, it ought not, okay, here, here's, here it is. We come in here, oh, there's my brothers and sisters, ah. Then you get in, in front of your kids that are lost and look, Ugh. you know, there, oh, there we are, you know, in fellowship at a, at a, at our home fellowship group, way to go, Starks, do it again. Come on, if you're not involved in a home fellowship group, be, do it. It's just good. It's good. But the idea we get together, oh, I'm, I'm just joyful. And then when I go where there's sinners, you know what you ought to be when you're around sinners? Joyful. You ought not be inflated around us and deflated around others. Try being the same. Oh, I, you know, my, my loved one's lost. Well, your depression isn't going to help them. Give them something to look at and say, what? I'm, I'm telling you, not God love you. I'm not going to tell you the names of the churches, but I've been in churches. I'm like, and when I was a kid, I'm like, I don't want that. They, they, they acted like the dog just died in the service. Like I, I'm, This was B.C. for me. I think I'm having a better time at my cake parties. But then I caught into a church one day. And man, there was genuine, pure joy. I'm like, what do you got that I don't have? I mean, it wasn't pleasure. It was joy. And that joy, what happened is they introduced me to Jesus, and then I saw the source of that joy. And man, I just, I'm just want to live my life. So that's what I'm beholding. That's what I'm looking at. Yeah, let tragedy, yep. Heartache, yep. But at the end of the day, there's hope. And so the joyful anticipation of good is what I have come to expect in my relationship with Jesus Christ. Stand with me. <sighs> he said it like this, hope gives us permission to enjoy the emotional benefits of, un, uh, of unanswered prayer before it happens. Let me read it again. Hope gives us permission to enjoy the emotional benefits of an answered prayer before it happens. How many have prayed today for a loved one? What would you be feeling right now if that was already taken care of? What would you be feeling? You know what you're expressing right now? Hope. I'm, I'm, hey, man, I'm gonna, I'm going to, I'm gonna look ahead and say, you know what, God, you, you got, you got this. Do you realize how little you can do? How, how are you? God did not give you control over me. And God certainly didn't give you, give me control over you. 
You can try all you want. He didn't give you control over your spouse, over your husband, over your wife. You can control your children for a while. But then all of a sudden, they're asking for the car keys. That part's over. They're off. The middle of the country. Doing their thing. You know, I don't, I don't want to. You know what? When I try to control something, I'm going to mess it up. But when I cast my cares on him, and I live with that just, I, I live with that just, that expectation. And, and I, I just want you to know this as I close the service. And we pray together. God's given you permission to rejoice over the prayers you've already prayed. Even though you haven't seen the answer yet. And you know what that does? It just does nothing but allows you to live just that joyful thing. And that hope, I'm going to say it again. You're on display. If you were one of those blown up things on a lawn, what would you look like? And if you don't look like anything, you know, anything, if you're deflated, if you're down, if you're, if you're just nothing but on the ground, come on, man. Let Jesus blow you up. Let him pump you up and, and let him realize that it, he'll do it consistently, daily, daily, daily. Father, your grace today, your goodness, your divine favor in our lives, and I speak your joy. God, that, that, that joy that comes from being connected with you and looking to you. And, and I, I speak to the hearts today that, that in the middle of a trial, in the middle of heartache and hurt, Lord, let them by hope today just, just uh, uh, embrace that joyful and just, just uh, uh, embrace that joyful anticipation and expectation of an answered prayer because you're faithful. You have always, always been, and you will always be. I speak that today in the name of Jesus. Come on. In the name of Jesus. If He's spoken to you at all today, give Him glory. If, if, he's, if he's challenged you at all, come on down. Let us pray together. If you need healing in your body, I'm telling you there's a healer in the house. If you need to be filled with the Spirit, God wants you to have that precious, precious gift. But give Him some time this morning before we go about our day. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to this week's message. Be sure and subscribe to the podcast to be notified when new messages are released. And remember to visit gatewaylive.org for more information.